Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up, War Report family? It is Tuesday, March 21st. I'm here with Ike Jones. Guys, Auburn's QBs aren't as far along as Coach Hugh Freeze would have liked this spring. Can they catch up? Let's drop it on them. You are you now are listening, listening to, to The War Report. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your boy, Mike G, and we are here talking QB this morning. Ike, how you doing, man? Man, you know, we're here. We're talking QBs, I guess. Well, uh, let's jump right into this. I see you guys jumping in the chat. I want to thank everybody for joining us. We had a press conference before the open practice yesterday, and Coach Hugh Freeze uh, was asked a question about his quarterbacks. And when asked, you know, I thought he gave some really candid answers. So uh, let's take a quick listen to what he had to say. They're, they're, they're very coachable. Um, it's very new. What we're asking them to do, and uh, truthfully, I wish we were further along after uh, Friday's, after watching Friday's tape. Um, but it's certainly not from a lack of want to or, and I'm not even sure it's, uh, a lack of, um, of can do. Um, we just, I think we've got to coach it better and hopefully we'll see a turn toward, uh, a better understanding of what we're trying to do this week. Um, but again, it's been, it's been, um, I've been very encouraged by their willingness to uh, to listen. Coach Hugh Freeze talking about QBs. Uh, he mentioned that they're not as far along as they would have hoped. And uh, he talked about teaching it better. Um, I thought it was interesting that he took responsibility or at least shouldered some responsibility for why the QB room isn't as far as long as they would have hoped. Um, you know, I want to get the discussion kicked off talking about the system, man, like how much of this has to do with the fact they don't really have a system installed yet. Um, they're just working on basics. Um, you know, he talked about uh, off off camera. He talked a little bit about uh, the QBs not having their eyes in the right places. You know, this sounds like basic quarterbacking stuff he's talking about. Right. If we're not talking about a system that is fully fleshed out. Uh, I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily I mean, it is the basics of playing the quarterback position well, but it is more so about relearning like 
where you need to be looking for certain route combinations. I mean, they don't have necessarily full installs done, but they have concepts that they're running out there and they're trying to get them to understand, you know, because different systems teach things differently. Like he's stressing, you know, you can hear him on clips talking about they're going first down to to check down, right? And if it's in a zone, you got to have your eyes here. If it's man, you got to have your eyes here. It's just learning how to do those things. But different systems teach it differently and he wants to make sure people are running it the way that he wants it run. Yeah, the QB guru is talking about, again, being a QB guru and teaching these guys. There's a strong feeling that the, the, the guy might not be in the room. Q, Q Freeze mentioned that, you know, how they go after somebody in the portal will have a lot to do with, you know, how these guys do this spring. Uh, but he also was optimistic about them being coachable, being mm-hmm. willing to be coached, uh, and showed some optimism that they could catch up significantly before the end of the, by the end of the week. By the end of the week, what do you think about the uh, the 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 light the light year jump from Monday to Friday? I mean, in so terms of, I don't know that it's necessarily a light year jump, right? He says he's not; they're not where they need to be right now, but that doesn't mean that they're terrible, right? Like, where does he want them to be? Like, it's, it's a different question. Like, I was expecting them to be at seventy percent right now; they're at sixty. Or I was expecting them to be at 100% and they're at 20, right? Like there's a gulf between those two perceptions. And I think when people hear, yeah, they're not where I want them to be right now, we assume that means that out of a 10 where they could be, they're at a two. And I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. It's just, okay, they've got some work that they need to do. We're we're definitely not where we want to be. And I don't expect them to be there week three of practice. Right. It's, it's, it is. Yeah, and practice like six or something like that, <laughs> right? Wow. I mean, yeah, they're, they're not even halfway through the 15 practices that they're going to go through this fall. So certainly there's time to catch up. But I want to go back to, to system. A lot of the expectations that are going to be put on these quarterbacks is going to be about the system that they're running. Now, a question was asked to Hugh Freeze about the system and where they're at with that system. Him and Philip Montgomery, they're still trying to figure some things out, right? Um, you know, what kind of time are these quarterbacks going to have really you know, once the system is fully fleshed out to show the coach that they can operate, they can execute whatever it is they're going to put together in the fall. Yeah, that I think that's the more difficult thing when you talk about whether or not Coach Freeze and, and company, which they, listen, it's it's abundantly clear that someone is going to be transferring into Auburn football this spring, uh, excuse me, after this spring um, into the fall, just because I find it difficult to believe that all three of the QBs not named Sawyer Pate, and, and forgive me, Sawyer Pate, for for not counting you in this conversation, but the, the top three QBs that everybody is talking about right now, I find it difficult to believe that all three of them are going to be there this fall. Um, and with the truncated timetable that you have with spring for someone to get on and impress this new staff, that's a, that's a lot to ask somebody to say, you've done enough in 15 practices or whatever it ends up being to make me believe that you're going to be the starter when it's a completely new system for the vast majority and they all already had a lot of work that they needed to do. Like, let's be clear. Uh, Holden Gardner hadn't played a snap of collegiate football outside of, what, four nope. in Missouri, right? And that's not enough. And he's probably still going through a freshman maturation as far as understanding the speed of what he needs to do in this game. Uh, Robbie Ashford had accuracy issues and he was playing behind an offensive line that he didn't fully trust, uh, hadn't played a ton of football even before the starts that he had this season. And TJ Finley had quite frankly been turnover prone. 
And he had a problem with making sure he was making the right reads and the right scenarios. So they all had work that they had to do. And just throwing the football in the offseason when you're dealing with Robbie Ashford, a shoulder situation, TJ had a shoulder situation, some other things that took him away from the game, got in get Like, you're not going to have enough time to make a monumental leap just because Hugh Freeze showed up six practices ago and started coaching you. Like, that's not how it works. He doesn't have a ma- – regardless of what he is as a QB coach, he is not. He doesn't have a magic button he can push on these guys to turn them into QBs in a couple of practices. It's going to take work. It's going to take time. And I just don't know that they have enough time to make it uh, a significant leap before he's going to have to go portal hopping. Yeah, well, I, th- I think he's going portal hopping no matter what. It's right. just what are they going to find in the portal? <laughs> um, and will that person be – good enough to come in and actually compete for the starting job. But let's talk, let's go down the list of these quarterbacks, right? So you, you started with Holden Garner, so I almost spent a, a bunch of time here. Uh, you know, the Frosh, he's got not a lot of starts under his belt, probably a lot of maturation that still has to take place with that young man. And then you have TJ Finley, who has, you know, started games over three different seasons uh, at LSU, you know, a couple of years at Auburn, and now is returning uh, for his fourth year of college football. I think he's going into his fourth year of college football. And yeah. there was an idea that this young man should have made a bigger jump. But uh, we've noted on this show, Ike, about the system, how the system has hurt all these guys. Uh, right. So he's back trying to make a, a splash this spring. And then you got Robbie Ashford. Now, <laughs> uh, I got a chance to ask Coach Hugh about how you evaluate Robbie Ashford when you know he has a dynamic to his game that the other two do not have. Right. And likely the guy that you're bringing in from, from the portal is not going to have because right. we're talking about an elite athlete that can run, uh, uh, make things happen on the run when things break down. And he, you know, I said, how do you evaluate a guy like that in the spring? And his answer was, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I evaluate him. Uh, what do you think about if all things are even, does Robbie Ashford's legs give him an edge in this QB race? Being that, you know, hey, if I'm going to put a guy out there who may not know the system or may not see defenses, I at least want him to be able to escape uh, from pressure and make things happen on his own. Uh, if he's drawing even in 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 some other stuff, it definitely mm-hmm. gives him an edge. It just depends on what the separation is on his knowledge of the system and his ability to kind of operate it, right? Like, uh, you know, coaches just are who they are, right? And they are going to you, you kind of fundamentally are who you are as a coach, right? Like you either have a preference for dynamic playmaking ability, mm-hmm. like athleticism, that kind of stuff wows you, right? And so like you see this in 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 um in NFL GMs, right? Like there was this thing where uh Al Davis for the Raiders couldn't stay away from these dynamic wide receivers. Like every year he's drafting this really fast wide receiver who's putting up these numbers in the combine. They don't pan out because he likes a certain type of person, right? Mm-hmm. The 49ers year after year were drafting defensive linemen um, because that's how they fundamentally thought about football. We're going to draft defensive linemen. And when you're a quarterback guy, you like your quarterbacks usually one way or another. You like the guy who's just like the dynamic, athletic, make-a-play guy, or you like the very system, understands how to operate kind of guy. Now, the ideal person wants somebody who can do both. Those are once-in-a-generation right. type of qu- quarterbacks, right? You just don't have Patrick Mahomes walking through everybody's door. Yeah, and that's Rogers a fact. Walking through everybody's door, right? So everybody wants people to be that. 
But was Mahomes Mahomes before he was Mahomes? He was. He's always been that guy. He just didn't get the, the opportunity at Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah. I was like, by the numbers, he wasn't. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, I'm just saying, but like, as far as his athleticism, his ability to read defense, like what he got better at was just not throwing a bunch. He used to, turnovers was his big issue at Texas mm-hmm. Tech because he yeah, was always sure. trying to go for the home run. Andy Reid coached that out of him a little bit, right? So props to Andy Reid. But Andy Reid's a, a classic example. Look at the quarterbacks that Andy Reid gets over the years, right? Like he is going to opt for the guy that really he wants the dynamic. He, Donovan McDab was his guy for years, never took him over the hump. Athletic, yeah. and he's just figured I can coach this guy in a system that'll give him an opportunity. Hugh Freeze to me seems like more methodical guy, right? Like he wants a guy who's going to operate his system the way he wants to, and that honestly, if we're talking about today, gives the edge to TJ Fidley because he understands all of that stuff. But the question for Robbie Ashford is: is if he can close the gap in his ability to operate, his athleticism pushes him over the top. And that's really just his biggest focus is, I know I got this in my bag. I need to figure out how to add this other thing to my bag so right. that it's not the big gap that people perceive it to be. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's got to definitely shy away from possibly relying too much on his athleticism. We know that he wants to be a pure quarterback that uses his legs when only when necessary or, right. you know, when appropriate, because sometimes uh, they just pick a better defense that you, you pick an offensive play. And if your quarterback can read that and get out of it or use his legs to get out of it, I think that's a huge advantage for Hugh Freeze. Um, I want to round out the discussion, though, talking about a comment that Hugh Freeze made about Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he brought up Malik, uh, asked him a question. You know, uh, this is this is in the same question about uh, how you evaluate Robbie Ashford. Um, and you know, it's always interesting, uh, to hear these guys talk about this stuff. Um, but he said, I remember when Malik got to Liberty, he made, he maybe had like 15 snaps at Auburn going into fall camp. I had no clue if he was going to be a complete player. It's hard to evaluate that portion of the game with Robbie Ashford in the spring. Now, uh, it sounds like Hugh Freeze is keenly aware. Robbie Ashford is a, is tough to to evaluate Mm -hmm. and, you know, what kind of decision will Hugh Freeze have here in the fall, Ike, if, again, all things, let's say all things are equal, right? Um, all the QBs know the system, you know, and nobody's making terrible. Their eyes are in the right spot, like you talked about. Uh, but you got Robbie Ashford who here who has an X factor um, that seems to be very, very important in today's college football because we don't know what this offensive line is going to be yet. There's a lot of optimism, but. We haven't seen them take snaps together, so we don't know. We know that Auburn has a long way to go in terms of offensive line. But, you know, is this could this be Robbie Ashford's job to lose after the spring, I guess is my question, based on intangibles he has that the other guys don't? Yeah, I don't see any, like, all things being equal, I think it's a no-brainer that you go with the guy who gives you that X factor. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense if we're equal in everything else, but I've got, the, like— why wouldn't you play the guy with the X factor? Like at that point in time, it doesn't like it. It makes no sense to go in a different direction than get guy that can give you something that nobody else can. Like you, you, you'd have to just be being preferential, or there has to be something else that has nothing to do with on the field performance that pushes you in a different direction from that guy. So I would think that it, it becomes a no brainer at that point. Yeah, you know, you're evaluating a lot of stuff with Robbie Ashford, uh, certainly. Uh, like you said, none of these guys have played a ton of football. 
And I think that's what makes it so hard, because even in spite of what's on tape, Hugh Freeze has talked about not overly relying on the tape when it comes to evaluating these guys. Yeah, because you don't know what you're seeing, right? Like he said, I don't know what they were taught to do in those scenarios. And that's Mm -hmm. that's another part of what we're talking about, eyes in the right spot. It's like, yeah, he might have been looking here, but was that what they were told to look at? Because I wouldn't have done it that way. I'd have taught them to look here in this scenario after seeing the tape. So there, it's hard to evaluate unless you know what they were taught to do versus what they actually did. Like you can, we can, we can talk about outcomes, but you have to go back to the process of what you were taught to, right? Like if you were just never, if you were taught that you were never supposed to use your, I'm just using a basketball analogy. If you're never, never use your left hand to dribble and you see a guy just doing this all the time, dribbling with his right hand. And you're like, why doesn't he go left? It's like, well, coach told me to never use my left hand. And you're looking at him saying, man, that dude's trash. He can't use his left hand. Right. It's like, you don't know. That coach might have told him specifically, don't use your left hand. Now, that's a, it is an extreme example. But the point being, outcomes are not the only way to evaluate things. You need to be able to put your own eyes on things and understand from the ground up what someone is capable of doing. He spoke to their capabilities. Like, I don't even think that it's not it's that they're incapable of doing this stuff. They just haven't learned it yet. So right. it's not about their ability, or their acumen towards the quarterback position. I just need to be able to teach them the way I want it done so that when I see it, I know they're doing the thing that I taught them to do or they're not doing it the way that I taught it so I know exactly how to correct it. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Drop! I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. Let's get to some comments here. We have a lot of y'all in here this morning talking talking QB. Uh, Hugh Free said a lot about the QBs. Let's see what you guys have to say about the QBs. Haley comes in. These QBs have been inconsistent. Uh, they're only consistency. It's only three weeks of practice. Freeze has only been able to coach for three weeks. Again, this is something he's talked about a lot, right? I haven't coached these guys. Every right. question he was asked about QB prior to spring, he said, I haven't coached these guys. Um, but now he is coaching them. How quickly do these guys have to make an impression on their new head coach? 
uh, to get ahead of the game. Uh, we certainly will see. TK says, Coach Hugh Freeze just wants them to be better. That's all. He's got more than half of spring left, a summer plan, and fall to get it right. Uh, it sounds like a lot of time, but it'll be on you before you know it. And so uh, while I agree with TK here, I would say these guys don't have time to waste. Because they're bringing in a court. They're going to the portal to try to get somebody. Now, uh, there is a com- there was a comment um, uh, further down where someone said, hey, man, the portal, the portal QB is going to have to learn the system as well, too. Right. Right. So, you know, is it a, like, do you think maybe there's an aptitude issue when it comes to learning a system and like some guys just pick it up? Or how much of your system can you run? Or how much of it do you have to tailor to the guy? because of what he can comprehend and what he can understand. I mean, I think that at this point in time, it's about they're, they're just teaching the fundamentals of the system and they'll get to tailoring it once they pick a guy, right? Like mm-hmm. once they've decided this is going to be the Ooh. guy that we're going to move forward with, then we're going to say, all right, well, as we, we're going to build from this fundamental thing that we already put in place in spring, But then we'll tweak and get to the specifics of, hey, this is the installs that we'll do for this quarterback once we decided who's the guy. Right. Um, It's going to be interesting to I I think uh, when it comes to this, I I foresee them having to figure a lot out during the season. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be possible. Like we talked about this before, though, what you need to be able to do is pivot, right? Like you don't need to just say, well, I picked this guy to start the season out. We're going to stay stuck on him. All right. right, you know what? This didn't work the way that we thought it was going to. Let's pivot in a different direction. The good thing about the vast majority of what's going to be happening with the type of system that Q Freeze is going to be running is it's not going to change a lot for everybody else. The running backs are going to be doing what they're going to do. The wide receivers are going to be doing what they're going to do. It's going to be the offensive line that's going to need to make the adjustment. And it's mostly about where the QB is going to be when it's time to hit the panic button, right? Because TJ is going to be probably in the same spot you left him. Robbie's not. And so you have to make that adjustment. But everything else from what they're doing on the outside and what the running back is doing, what the pass protection is going to be, all that stuff is going to stay the same. So they just have to figure out how to adjust in that way. Yeah. um, I love what he had to say about Jarquez Hunter during his press conference. Uh, I've seen uh, like. (laughs) Like he, he may not be judging the QBs by the tape, but he saw enough of Jarquez Hunter on tape to know that he's really good. Um, and so low management is something that we'll talk about at a later date. But like, you know, when it comes once you pick a guy, you've got to manage the guy and making sure that your guy gets enough reps. So it'll be interesting to see how he manages this all going into the fall. Uh, Michael Edge says Malik was not very good when he left Auburn and look where he is now. Now, there's a lot of debate about what happened with Malik Willis, Uh, you know, I think that his comments about not taking things seriously were severely overblown. Um, I think whether he he took it seriously or not, it still spoke to where he was as far as his development, though. For sure. Um, Why he was there, though, like he could not have been there because, you know, it was just no, he wasn't going to allow himself to be coached. I'm not buying that narrative. Correct. At all. Yeah, with, with Malik Willis. Um, I think that coaching failed him, and that's why he was there, because that's part of coaching. Now, Hugh Freeze, I think, has that same deal here at Auburn in trying to get these guys. And I like what he said about teaching it differently. I think we have to teach it differently. Right. So at the end of the day, if you don't pick one of these guys, you can feel pretty confident that you've done everything you can to help them along. And 
make them into an SEC QB or your definition of what you feel an SEC QB should be, which he has definitely talked about. So um, it's really interesting. Any comment on this before we move on? No. Okay. Uh, one, Stuart Donald comes in and says, Q had success with Bo Wallace. Bo Wallace was not a gifted QB. I think our QB will play. Our QB play will improve regardless of who is taking snaps. This is the hope, isn't it? Yeah. Whoever he picks, it's going to be better because he picked them and he is better with QBs than his predecessors. Uh, it's got to be the hope if you're Auburn, right? This is why you hire yeah, this. This is this is the most that you can hope for, right? Again. I don't think that any of these quarterbacks were setting the world on fire last season. Uh, Robbie Ashford definitely gave you more excitement about what would mm. potentially happen at the quarterback position than TJ Finley did over the uh, his first three starts. Um, but there was there, there's definitely deficiencies there. The hope is that regardless of who it is, if it's TJ, you, he was pretty decent with his completion percentage. He just needs to uh, decrease the turnovers. If it's Robbie, he just needs to increase his uh, his ability to hold on to the football because he did have a lot of fumbles last year, and his uh, his accuracy needs to improve. Whoever right. can make the biggest leap in the area where they were screwing up the most, that's the guy that you ride with. And your hope is that whatever you get from them is going to be enough to make sure your offense stays consistent. Yeah, to get what you need to get from TJ Finley, you're going to need the line to block. Period. Now, I'm not talking about perfect protection, but just better than it was last year at times, especially over the first half of the season. So hopefully, uh, you know, a better system will uh, will assist with that. I'm headed up to Auburn this morning. You know, I I really want to sit with strength and conditioning and talk about, you know, hey, what's going on with these guys, man? Like, how how are you making them? Are they going to be physically capable of blocking for, you know, a QB like TJ Finley in 2023? Uh, Jury is out. Thomas Dickey, TJ had issues when he came here. He is what he is. Uh, Thomas says it is what it is. <laughs> um, I don't so, know that I agree with that assessment. Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, uh, they, I, there aren't very many quarterbacks that come out the box like without some assembly needed. Like it just yeah. isn't a thing at this level. We Everybody's have, got stuff they got to work on. We definitely have an instant gratification mindset when it comes to quarterback in today's college football. For sure. People, people want... The guy uh, who's just going to step on the campus yeah. and light it up. Yeah, they wanted Bryce Young to be Bryce Young. Before he's Bryce Young, man, he came in and he sat. Yeah. Right? I mean, and Bryce Young was good. Like, don't get me he wrong. He was good, Like, yeah. if we're comparing what Bryce Young was as his readiness the day he stepped onto campus, he probably was at a higher level than any of the Cubans. Sure, but before. would he have been taking to the national championship he, good in have, his freshman have got, year? He'd have taken his lumps his freshman year. He absolutely For sure. Have. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Um Monroe says also because he sees their ability to be coachable, he's not counting them out because he knows their work ethic. Now, I think this was a positive in all this is, is that they want to be coached and they're right. working hard. Right. Now, That's yeah, all you can ask for at this point yeah. is like, hey, man, do you want to do it? Are you going to come in here and put in the effort? Because uh, otherwise, what are we doing here? Like, if you don't want to do it, then I'll find somebody else who will. I will tell you this, and I'll say it loud for other people in the back because I, this stuff keeps popping up in, in my DMs and my timeline. I, um, and you and I have talked about this. Robbie Ashford isn't changing positions. So if you have I, it in I, your head. I, I, really, I really wish people would stop saying this. Please stop. If, 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 yeah. If, yeah, if he's not going to be here, if that is what is what they're going to attempt to do with him. Yeah. Uh, any talk of changing positions, I'm telling you, Robbie Ashford, I don't care if he, he has to sit out a year. He Maybe he does what Cam does and just jumps down a level of football for a year, balls out and comes back. But he is not, <laughs> he's not changing positions. He's not moving to wide receiver. Just right. get that out of your head. It's not happening. 
Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, TK, and that magic button applies to any portal hero as well. So, like, again, if a guy comes in from a portal, he's still got ground to make up. And I think that's somebody, something that a lot of people are forgetting. Um, now, let's say you're a QB and you're coming from the portal and you have a new system to, to, to run. Um, unless you are extremely gifted at reading defenses and super accurate, or you're just a dynamic playmaker, you still got as much ground to make up as the guys that you're competing with, do you not? Yeah, you absolutely do. Um, yeah, unless you're coming from a system that run, ran the same concept, so you don't have a concept issue that you have to overcome, mm-hmm. and you've already got all of the intangibles. My my question to anybody when describing that person, tell me why that guy's not starting where he is, unless he's in a QB room that already has a Heisman contending quarterback in front of him. Like, if he's not starting where he and again, it's not that it doesn't ever happen. So I'm not saying that you'll never get a transfer QB who will be good. I'm saying that the only way that that guy exists is if the room he's in is already super talented and he already lost out to somebody else who was amazing or he has literally no experience. He's got all the intangible stuff, but he's never played football for real. So he's not starting because somebody in front of him just has more experience than him. Right. And any of those guys in either scenario, if, if you have the first scenario, you welcome them in. Oh man, gosh, yeah, you were starting behind... I don't know, name a QB that people think is going to be amazing next year. I don't even know who that is this coming season. I haven't looked at the um, the Heisman. Yeah. But if you're starting behind that guy, right, if it's the Texas situation, you can't have Quinn Ewers again because he's already transferred one. But just let's just say it's Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers in mm-hmm. Texas, right? And one of those guys doesn't get it. Quinn Ewers beats out Arch, and Arch is like, nah, I really wanted to start my freshman year. Okay, great. He was in a dynamic QB room, still hasn't played it down to college football, though. Right. Right. So you're you don't really know. You assume because he was good. But is he ready to start day one? No idea about that. Right. Yeah. That, that's why talent evaluation is so important. Right. Um, when you evaluate these guys, if you don't miss, then maybe you do make that assumption. Uh, James Barnett, fellas, even with the portal, they still have to learn the offense. Right. So wouldn't the current QB still be ahead? This is the point that we've tried to continue trying to make all show. You can bring a guy in, but, you know, if he's exceptional about just reading defenses, then maybe he has a little bit of a jump on these guys because that seems to be where they're lacking. James Mapplepine, even a transfer uh, would be learning a new system. You guys are beating the hammer home here. There's the idea that TJ can improve from uh, one season to the next. And that, uh, what we have seen, may not have been what he is now. But seldom do I hear the opposite. He may not get better. And what we've seen is it. Like, I think that's always a worry. You haven't heard the opposite of this? Because that's almost literally the vast majority of people are like, I don't want TJ. He is what he is. They were saying that last year before he started a game. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where, what circles are you reading in where people are saying TJ could improve? Because I don't see that very often. I see actually the exact opposite for most people. Right. Um, Lawrence Robinson. Holden is the most intriguing to me. He seems to have intermediate accuracy. He doesn't have the game reps, but Holden seems to make quick decisions and process faster. Holden is behind, guys. Yeah. Holden is behind. Um, He's playing like a a freshman or an inexperienced QB right now, for sure. Yeah, and watching him, I wondered, I was like, is he moving backwards in terms of accuracy? It's it's not his balls have not looked super crisp to, to me. 
Um, I think he has fallen the furthest behind of any of the QBs here, given that he doesn't have the on-field experience and uh, seems to be having uh, some other things there that are just growing pains. I still like Holden Garner a lot. I think he's a very talented kid. I um, hope he has the patience for the process because, yeah, you patience. know, to your point, it's clear that he's not where he needs to be and he is falling behind, mm-hmm. but jumping the in the portal doesn't change that, right? And and I'm not saying he shouldn't cha- go to the portal. So this is, if if... By chance, now, it's clear Holden does not listen to our show because I, I issued a challenge to him and he completely ignored it. But if by chance somebody else who's attached to Holden hears me say this, I'm not saying that Holden shouldn't transfer if that's what he wants to do. What I am saying, though, is that I think he's super talented. And if he has patience for the process, he can definitely be a guy that can flourish in this kind of system. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Lisa Daniel says, why did TJ leave LSU? Now, um, you know, we talked yeah, we talk about this a lot. Um, uh, there are a lot of reasons that we will never know about why kid leaves where he leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, he got thrust into the starting job, but I, I would I would venture one of the biggest reasons is 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 that that system that he that recruited him uh, that he thought he was walking into was not. I mean, LSU was a mess. They were dumpster fire offensively after Joe Brady left. After Joe Burrow and, and Joe Brady, LSU turned into a dumpster fire, and they fired their coach. So. Um, I think we could probably just stop there because those are facts. We know that. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he was in one of those rooms where there was a ton of talent there. Now, mm-hmm. it's in retrospect, you look back at Max Johnson and you say, he's okay. He's not great. But yeah, Max yeah, Johnson ha- understands what he, he's another quarterback that kind of just gets it right. He understands what he's supposed to be doing and he's in practice and he can have the make the throws and all that kind of thing. So right. he and TJ are actually pretty similar quarterbacks in that regard. And then you had um, what was the other kid uh, who who re- pretty much retired, but he came in setting it on Miles fire. Brennan. Miles My- Brennan was out there yeah. slinging it all over the yard. He looks like he I was going to be him. really good. Yeah, he just he, he had injury issues, and he was just like, you know what, I'm I'm done with all this. I'm I like I liked Miles Brennan, and you know what that that first year he got hurt, he was leading the SEC in passing yards by a long shot right before he got hurt. Um, so you know it is it is what it is in that QB room, but I just really think. The program is why he left. Yeah. <laughs> the program was tr- clearly trending somewhere different than I think what he committed to. Uh, Haley Tubbs, there's no telling what bad habits these guys picked up out of a terrible system last year. Um, yeah, man, listen, I put I lay a lot at the feet of coaching. Um, and it's been like that uh, for a while. Uh, Todd Jordan, and how many QBs did Malzahn ruin? All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them. Like, I, I don't think, I think some guys were just that guy. They were dudes. Yeah. Right? He recruited dudes, but they never became more of a dude under him. They were just that. They were just that. And, uh, you know, the the, the, GM, the the GM comments from the NFL level about Jared Stidham when he got drafted was, I thought, said it all. They were just, hey, man, we're surprised Auburn didn't ruin this guy <laughs> before he got here. Um, and, and, you know, Stidham had some big moments last season in the NFL. Uh, so where is he now? Is he in San Francisco? No. No, no. I forgot. Yeah, he left L.A. I think he left L.A. He may be in Denver. Is he Denver? I think so. I think, it's, I think he's in right. Denver. Yeah, yeah, I think he's in Denver. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, he did all of them. I blame him for everything. <laughs> you know, if we don't have world peace, it's Gus's fault. Um, what about Garrett Nussmeyer? Let's end on this one. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer is probably the only intriguing quarterback that I've heard. Mm. The problem with that is interconference transfer, mm. right? Like 
he'd have to have some sort of waiver to be able to leave LSU and come play at Auburn in the fall. So though he's, a, a, I think, a talented quarterback, I don't know that he could play for Auburn in the fall. Mm, well, uh, so Ike says Nussmeyer is going to have to lawyer up to get to Auburn. Uh, <laughs> so we don't know if we'll see him. But guys, this has been the morning drop. We'll be back at you guys tomorrow morning to talk about Pro Day. And what happened at Pro Day? So Pro Day is today. Some guys are going to be trying to make their mark. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. Uh, until then, always remember to drop it on.